Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. I've got a handout for you tonight. I hope I got enough copies. Uh, the title of this handout is uh, God's Will to Heal. And it's, uh, it's got 101 scriptures, Whoa. both from the Old and the New Testament, giving you evidence that it is God's will to heal. And so uh, I only get one per couple, unless I have enough. It's going to be a good paper to have. Yeah, it's going to be. You're going to like it. There you go. I do have one extra. Uh, you want a second one? If someone comes in, yeah, we can take the staple out of that and make copies. But you know, the the number one uh, thing that we need to do in this realm of receiving healing from the Lord is that we have to establish it in our heart that it's His will to heal us. In, in most cases, the number one reason people don't make a connection with God and receive healing for them is because they question that, whether it's His will or not. And we've been brought up and trained, religiously uh, taught, uh, since we were nigh high to a grasshopper, that, uh, well, you just never know if it's God's will to heal or not. You know, you, if you do get healed from the Lord, well, then you know it's His will. Or if not, maybe, you know, you missed the cut you, you're, for whatever reason. But the Bible is very clear. 101 scriptures from the word, from God's voice and breath alone, it says that we are to be healed by him and it's his will. And so go ahead and look at that. It's, it's, it's pretty powerful. And I thought you would like that. And I can make as many copies as, as necessary. And I want you to know out there uh, watching on the live stream, if you'd like to have a copy of that, I can just send you an attached file uh, to your email, and you can go ahead and print it out yourself. And it's just tremendous when you start seeing all through the Word of God that He says to us that it's His will for us to be made whole and to be healed. So just uh, send me an email. Uh, the email for the church is the initials of the church, BFC. Use our street address, 3982 at gmail.com, BFC3982 at gmail.com. Just tell me what you want in the subject. I want the uh, handout. Uh, 101 scriptures is his will to heal. You don't have to write the whole thing out, but just let me know so I don't uh, trash it because we, I get somewhere between 15 to 25 emails a day on our church uh, email. And so I have to weed through it. So just uh, put that on the subject matter. I'd be happy to send it to you. And it'll bless you. Amen. Were you guys ready to hear the word of God tonight? All right, I got at least three people. Anyone else here tonight? How about out there? You want to hear the word of God tonight? That's what we do here. We, uh, we preach the word. So let's believe God. Father, we're so thankful that you love us. Oh, my goodness. I, I know that, that we're not really, we've never earned or deserved what you've given us. 
But because of your mercy and because of your grace, through your son, Jesus Christ, you've extended to us all that we need while we're here on the earth. We're thankful for the word of God that your word is speaking to us personally. And so we choose to hear what you say. We choose to believe what you say. And we choose to act on what you say. In that, we'll make a connection and make a withdrawal from heaven and receive a blessing uh, from you, including the healing uh, of our body. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, understand that many times uh, it's just who I am and what I do. I teach in terms of a series, and I build from one service to the next, to the next, to the next. So people that come in uh, during the, somewhere in that series, you don't have the advantage to hear what's been already said. And so you may think that we're leaving some things out, but it might have been that we said things before uh, in other uh in other services. So that's what we're doing. We're talking about what it takes to receive healing from the Lord. If you need to hear what has been said uh, previously, you can just go to our website and those videos are up for 60 days. Uh, and then, or you can go to our YouTube account and those, uh, those videos, I understand that they're going to be <laughs> on uh, YouTube until Jesus returns. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can get anything off of YouTube. It's always out there somewhere. So you'll have services uh, on YouTube that I look like a different person. Uh, that's because I was younger. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, you, there's always, you can always access what we've been doing here over the live stream. So if you've got your Bibles uh, uh, tonight, go ahead and open to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And <clears throat> we're going to jump in uh, tonight. Now, what we're doing is we're building a foundation. And how many of you know that in most cases, the foundation of a building is the most important aspect of that building? Yeah. If you don't have a, a strong, stable foundation, then the longevity of that building is going to be in question. You got to have something really solid. And so this is the number one. This is the foundation to receiving healing from the Lord. It's found in Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And Father, we thank you tonight that you're helping us. We thank you tonight that you've given us ears to hear. We thank you tonight that you are imparting supernatural uh, revelation into our heart that it, it'll supersede our intellect and our mind and it'll cause life to come into our spirit which will give us the capacity to receive from you for faith is of the heart and we thank you that as we hear and listen and believe what you're saying that that word does get into that place where we can produce what it says in our life we thank you for it in jesus name amen, amen. It says here in Romans 10, 17, I'm reading from the King James, so it might be a little different than what your, your Bible uh, translation says. It says that, that faith, so then faith comes by hearing. Understand that faith is a substance from heaven. It tells us in Hebrews 11:1 1, that now faith is the substance. And so understand that when you begin to hear the word, it says that faith comes. It comes. It comes by hearing that word, 
believing that word and that life, the, the very life that's in the word of God will get into our spirit. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, this is a, this is a spiritual principle. And with my intellect, I don't really understand it. It doesn't say that faith comes by reading. It says that it comes by hearing. And that seems like just a little, just that, that's, that, you know, that sounds so nitpicky. What do you mean I, 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 I got to hear it? Well, our ears are the ear gate of our spirit. When we hear the word of God, and it's, the other reason is that way is because it's to be spoken. God's word is, has a requirement to be spoken from the heart and then heard and received by our heart. And so when it says that faith comes by hearing, it's talking about us hearing the word of God with our ear gates, with our natural ears. Amen. Now, when you read the Word of God, you get information. Right? You get information, but you need to hear the Word of God. The most important voice that you need to hear the Word of God is your own voice. Amen. Now, you can listen to... Um, someone preaching the word like tonight you can hear them give you the word you can hear that and to a measure you're going to get life down into your spirit if you believe what's being said if you're up in the sense realm if you're up in the mental realm and you're trying to figure out what it means then you're it's, that becomes like a filter and it doesn't drop down into your spirit see Jesus said that in order for us to receive what he's saying is that we have to become like a child. Yes. Amen. We have to become like a child. I remember when my two boys were <clears throat> just little skeeters, just little kids, and you know how boys are, they're crazy. <laughs> and, and there's times that they would be up on something higher, you know, than the floor, up on, they're always climbing something. And and I'd get up to them, and we're like at eye level. They're standing on something. It's just little, you know, three- to five-year-olds. And then I'd just put out my arms, and I'd say, jump. Well, they didn't start going, well, I wonder if Dad's been working out. I wonder if he has enough strength to hold me when I jump into Well, I know I weigh 35 pounds, and, you know, that's a lot of weight for this man to be, you know, to, to hold. No, they, they don't start processing that word jump with their mind they don't they, they they don't really calculate what that means but as a child they hear jump and what do they do they're halfway in the air barely before they hear the word jump right well that's because you tell a child something and they just accept it okay yeah come on and that's how we need to be as christians in terms in terms of what God says in his word. We have to be very careful that we don't try to evaluate it. We don't, we don't try and figure it out. I still, to this day, don't understand being born again with my mind. How, how 
does God come into me with his Holy Spirit and comes inside of my spirit and resurrects me, makes me a brand new person? I don't understand how that works. And, and the good news is I don't have to. All I did was do what the Bible said. I called upon the name of the Lord and asked Jesus to come into my life. And then the Bible tells me what happens, that he comes inside of me and makes me a new creature. Amen. Amen. And I'm e eternally changed, and I receive his nature and his goodness. And he imparts to me his righteousness. I don't understand that, and I can't really explain it. But the Bible says it, and I've experienced it, and it's now my personal possession. And that's the, that's the mentality, or should I say the attitude, we should have when we hear God's word. Like this handout that I just gave you. When you, when you hear what God is saying, just, just begin to say, okay, I accept that. I believe that. And bypass your mind in its process of having to know everything. Come on. Do you know that our mind is really nosy? It's got to know everything. That's right. I mean, everything. That's right. And that's the way God made it. Because he, 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 it has to interface with this natural seen world. Our mind is how we navigate every, every day. Thank goodness we, we have a mind that sees a truck coming so we can steer out of its way. You know, I mean, it, it, there's some real good things that you have to go by what you see. But when it comes to our relationship with God and what he says, we have to get down here. The place where, where our inner man, the, the inner man, the, the, the inner man of our heart. And let him have the relationship with God. And let your mind deal with these things out here in everyday life. But when it comes to God things, we've got to be down here. So he says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Amen. So every time that you and I hear the word of God, we have the potential for that word to produce faith in our heart. Now, faith is so valuable because that's what receives from God. He's given us his faith, the God kind of faith, so that we can receive what he has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, I'm trying to make sure... I'm following him. You, you understand that, that God is a spirit. Yes. He's, he's not a man. And he lives in the realm of the spirit. And so everything that he has, uh, heaven is a spiritual place. And everything that he has for us is spiritual. And so when you receive faith, you're receiving a spiritual substance into your heart. And by faith, you take that spiritual substance and you create with it. You create healing in your body, which is natural and physical. Yes. I want you to, I guess we're just going to have fun tonight. Go on over here to Hebrews. Hebrews, is, uh, Hebrews sounds like it's Old Testament, but it's not. It's New Testament. This is the Hebrew church. This was a letter written to the church in Jerusalem. Going over to the 11th chapter. And this 11th chapter of Hebrews is known as the faith chapter. 
it begins defining what faith is. It, it gives us a roll call of people who are known for using their faith. And remember, we already quoted this. Look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says that now faith is. What is faith? It's the substance. Remember we talked about how faith is a heavenly substance. It's a spiritual substance. And it's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And then when you go down to verse, verse 3, King James says that through faith or by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed or created by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now, what's this talking about? This is talking about the, the creation of the physical world. Now, God, who is a spirit, used faith to create the physical realm. Notice it says that Notice it says that the worlds were framed or created by the word of God or by the words that God spoke. And we have account of that in Genesis. Understand that God being a spirit decided that he wanted to create a physical world. And so he had got in his heart what he wanted to create, what it would look like, what it would be able to do. And then he spoke what he had in his heart, and he said, light be. He didn't think light be. He spoke light be. Understand that faith comes to us by hearing, and faith is released from our heart by saying. When you and I begin understanding those principles that faith come to us by hearing and faith is released or as creativity is relate, released by saying, then we begin to see how we can create what God has provided for us in this world. Amen. In fact, in order to be saved, in order to receive salvation, the gift of Jesus Christ, First, you have to hear about Jesus. You have faith to be saved. And then you've got to call upon the name of the Lord. You've got to say with your mouth, Lord Jesus, or Jesus, come into my life, come into my heart. And that creates salvation on the inside of us. And that's how this, this substance of faith works. And so in order for you and I to create healing in our body, we have to hear the word of God to give us faith to be healed. In fact, every aspect of our life, whatever the need might be in our life, we have to find word seeds or scriptures that show us that it's God's will for us to have what we need. And once we hear that word and believe it, now we have faith to receive what he's provided. Jesus said that if you had faith as a mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou rooted up and cast thou into the sea. See, faith by hearing gives you that seed in your heart to reproduce what that seed is. 
And so by hearing the word on healing, you've got 101 of them right now in front of you. When you hear that now and you believe those scriptures, what happens is you're putting healing seeds into your heart. And when you begin to agree with what you heard and you begin saying what you believe with your mouth, your faith is now creating what you just heard. All right? So the very foundation, the, the very first stepping stone to receiving healing in our life is that we must have faith to be healed. How do I get faith to be healed? Hearing healing scriptures and believing them and receiving them into my heart. Now, go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 8. Let's go on up to verse 14, Matthew 8, 14. And again, I'm, I'm reading from the King James. So what, you're, what you have before you might be a little different. It says, when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid or laying in a bed, and she was sick of a fever. And he, being Jesus, touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. Now understand that in this case, Jesus uh, initiated healing. He used his faith through the laying on of hands, and when he touched her, there was a transfer of healing power in him or healing anointing in him and went into her body. She accepted it and she was healed just about instantly to the point where she got up and then she started serving everybody that was in the house. Now look at this. That same night, verse 16, when the evening was come. So here's the night of when he went into Peter's house, they, being those that were following Jesus around, he had an entourage that attempted to follow him everywhere. They didn't always keep up with him, but in this case they found him. And they brought unto Jesus many, we're not sure how many that is, but could be anywhere from, you know, a dozen to a hundred, we don't know. And it says that they were possessed with devils. And he cast out, or he told those devils to leave them. He cast out the spirits with his what? His word. He, when he spoke, he was releasing that substance of faith inside of him. And with that command, authority was released and those demons had to leave. Why? Because he spoke from his heart 
And what he said came to pass. He said, leave, and guess what? They left. Now, you understand that's the same authority that he's given each believer. Amen. And we see that there in, in Mark chapter 16. But just, just follow me. He cast out the spirits with his word and healed. This is physical healing. He healed all that were sick. How many? All, all of them. Now, why did he do that? Verse 17. So it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying, himself, being the Messiah, who was Jesus, himself took, what, our infirmities, and he, what else, and he bared our sicknesses. Amen. Now, many people have heard that on the cross... Jesus bared away our sin. Am I the only one that ever heard that? I heard that. I heard that all my life, right? Jesus hung on the cross to bear away our sins. But that's not all he bared. Truth be told, Jesus bore away the source of sin, which was a fallen sin nature, the nature of our inner man, our spirit. Our spirit was estranged or separated from God. We were dead, spiritually dead in our trespasses and sins. And so Jesus on the cross, he became sin or he became separated from God. He died spiritually. And spiritual death is the source of sickness. So when Jesus bared away the sin nature, he also bared away the the fruit of sin, of which one is sickness. And Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus got on the cross that, the, that the, the Messiah will come and he'll bear away our sicknesses. And he did it on the cross. Look at this. It says in that verse, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Now, here's what we need to begin believing. The only scripture that will do you and I any good is, is to take that scripture personally. To make it relevant to ourselves. If I read this scripture this way, it changes what it says. Jesus took my infirmities. Jesus bared away my sicknesses. You see how different that sounds now? And that's exactly what Jesus did. He took our place on the cross. Every individual, every human being that, that, that was and will be born on this earth, he bared away all that Adam allowed into the earth through his transgression. He took away the sin nature. He took away sickness. He took away poverty. He took away the curse of the law in our behalf. He bared it in our behalf so you and I would not have to bear it. Now, even though he took our sicknesses, we still have to receive that by faith. It doesn't come to us automatically. And that's why he gave us that substance of faith. 
to receive what he's provided. So going over to Luke 5.15, we, we might have used this scripture last time. Luke 5.15, it talks about how a fame went out about Jesus. And they were talking about what he said. They, they were talking about what he did. And it says that this fame went out abroad of him. And then because of that fame and that notoriety, it says that great multitudes, not just, you know, not just 10 people, not just 100 people, this is in the thousands, came to what? Hear and to be healed. Remember how we talked about this last week? Notice that the hearing comes before the healing. It's interesting that, that you and I get so caught up in our desire and our wanting to receive healing from the Lord that we just want him to heal us, but we don't think about what it takes for him to heal us. These people knew that they had to hear in order to receive the healing that he provided. Just like salvation. Salvation, you can't just go to the Lord and say, save me, without knowing from the word of God and having it in your heart what it says about being saved. Because you have to have faith to be saved. For example... I was taught growing up that if you're, if, if you know, if you're a churchgoer, if, if you, if, you know, you were kind of churchy sometime in your life, you know, and you, you, you went to VBS or you did this and you did that, and if you're a good person, you're going to heaven. Well, I didn't have faith to be saved by being taught that because that's not what the Bible teaches. If you and I could get to heaven by being a good person, then why did God take the time to send Jesus to us if we could do it on our own? We can't do it on our own because our acts of righteousness are like filthy rags. So he had to send a lamb or, a, or someone that would take our place on the cross. He sent us the Messiah, and, and he died for us. And so in order to be saved, I have to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. And by calling upon his name, which, with the, which the Bible instructs me to do, now I have faith to be saved. So here it says these people came to hear and to be healed. So what was the first thing they had to do? They had to hear. But you see, people get impatient. I just want to be healed. I just, just, just pray for me so I can be healed. Well, I, I wish I could. I wish that's all we had to do. But you see, not only is he the one who provides the healing, but we have to learn how to receive it from him. Amen. You see, in every exchange of what the Lord provides from heaven, he's the giver of what he's providing, but then he needs those who will receive it. 
It doesn't come automatically. You have to engage your will and desire it and then ask him to provide it to you according to the word of God. Now, let's go on over to Acts chapter 14. How does faith come? How does faith to be healed come? By hearing God's word concerning healing. That verse over there in Matthew 8, 17 is a perfect example. If I want, when I have symptoms in my body, even though I can quote Matthew 18, 17 with my eyes closed, even though I can quote that scripture, I still need to go there and read it out loud so I hear it, so my faith is fresh. See, faith doesn't come by what you have heard. Faith comes by what you're now hearing. And I know that sounds strange to us. But you see, if I keep going by what I have heard, it's coming from up here in my intellect. If I get the word of what I'm now hearing, it's coming from here, our spirit. All right? Now look here in Acts chapter 14, verse 8. It says that there was a certain man. Every time the King James says a certain man, this is talking about a person, a real person. This is a real testimony. This really happened. You and I, when we get to heaven, we're going to meet this guy. And we're going to tell him, man, thank you so much for how you believe God, for it helped me to, to do the same thing. Right? He says there, there sat a certain man at Lystra. It says he was impotent in his feet. So this is a crippled man. This is a guy that never walked. Because it says that he was a cripple from his mother's womb. And it says that he never had walked. Now just think about this. It would be just like they wheeled in some guy in a wheelchair in the birthed family church and he's never walked a day in his life. He's a documented, disabled, crippled individual who can't work himself. So he's in a very dis desperate situation. Look at verse 9. The same, talking about this crippled man, he did what? He heard Paul speak. He heard Paul speak. What do you suppose Paul was saying? Well, the Bible says that they preached the gospel. They preached the good news of Jesus Christ. What is the good news of Jesus Christ? Jesus saves, Jesus delivers, Jesus heals. Oh, you don't understand, preacher, man. That, Jesus only healed during his earthly ministry. All that's been done away with. Well, the Bible says that Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen. You see, because he's God, he never changes. And if he healed somebody 2,000 years ago, then he still has to be willing to heal today in 2023. Then in 2024, 
2025. He's going to be healing until he returns Amen. to the earth to establish his natural kingdom on the earth. And those are the kind of things that we have to believe. There are some things that we need to abandon that we learned or heard growing up. How many of us heard that healing's been done away with? Miracles have been done away with. Jesus did that only to prove that he was God. That's not what scripture teaches. He was teaching us truths and realities that are eternal. And so what happens is we get that in our way of thinking, and then when we hear a scripture that says himself took our infirmities and bared away our sicknesses, our mind goes, no, that's not true. And so we don't believe it, so faith doesn't come down into our heart. Do you know that you and I have to unlearn a lot of things before we can learn things? I'm still unlearning things that I heard growing up in the church house years ago. Because it gets in you. It gets in you. And you just have to look and see that the Word of God says this. This is what I was taught. Which am I going to go with? I think I'll take this one. What the Bible says. And that's what Mary and I have been doing this whole time we've been saved. We, we, we keep kicking out the things that contradict the Word of God so that we have a pure faith to receive everything that, that God has provided for us through Jesus Christ. Amen? And that's why we're churchy. We're churchy. It was awesome. Um, we, we, got, uh, we got together when I was still a hippie. And I was unsaved. And I was a nasty guy. Doing a lot of bad things. And uh, somewhere after we became boyfriend and girlfriend... I had an encounter with Jesus, with Jesus, and I got born again. And I, I had a flip. I, I completely changed. And here we were, living together, you know, like most do. And we decided that we, we needed to get it right. We needed to get married. So we said, okay. Now, I'm not telling anyone else to do this. I'm just telling you my experience. You live life the way you, you see fit to live. Don't, don't, don't make us try to change what you're doing. We're just following our heart, and this is what we're, we're doing. And I, I'm, just, I'm just telling you this because I felt like you prompted me to. And so uh, we decided that we were going to get married. And when we sat down, we decided that we would come up with a game plan as husband and wife. And nobody told us to do this. And we, we came up with, a, with kind of an agreement between us in four areas. Spiritual, uh, kids, uh, how we were going to make our living, and what was the other one, baby? There was another one that I can't think of right now. Oh, intimacy? Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. That's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't get into this now. 
But we, 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 we agreed, we, I'm trying to save myself here. We, we agreed that we'd have, we'd have four children. Yes. I wanted, I, I wanted two, she, she wanted four, and so I said, okay, we'll have four. After all, you're the one doing the work. Amen to that. Uh, we decided that, uh, that I was going to make the living and she was going to be a housewife. Unfortunately, the economy didn't let us do that. We tried. Um, and then we, we said, well, and the other thing is, is that we're going to be churchy. Yeah, amen. That we're going to let God run the house, yeah. and we're going to let him to be, the, you know, over the household. And so you can't, you know, the first thing to do in that is then submit to him in other areas. And so we said, we're just going to go to a good word church and, and, and get churchy. Yeah. And I am so thankful that we made that decision. Amen. Amen. I mean, we've been married now 45 years. And yeah, we've had our, our challenges, but but if you're under his the under his voice every week, if you're under his voice, you know under the teaching of the word of God every week, then you let him make decisions for you, Amen. Yes. right? Yes, and so we decided that whatever he says in here, we're going to believe it. And so when he said that himself took our infirmities and himself bared away our sicknesses, even though that contradict what we had heard growing up, we chose to believe what he says. Amen. Yes. And that's the first step to getting the word down into your heart to have faith to create it. So here's this man that was crippled from his mother's womb. He comes into a into a setting like this. He comes into a place where the gospel's being taught. And as he's listening to Paul speak, you with me in verse 9? This crippled person heard Paul speak, saying that Jesus saves, Jesus delivers, Jesus heals. Paul, steadfastly beholding him, he perceived this crippled man had faith. Did you see that? Yes. It says that the crippled man had what? Faith. faith. What kind of faith? Faith to be healed. Well, how in the world did he get faith to be healed? He heard the word of God Amen. that Jesus himself took his infirmities and bared his sicknesses. Yes. That by the stripes of Jesus, he was healed. That surely Jesus has bored our griefs and carried our sorrows. He heard that and he dared to believe in his crippled state that God was not only willing to heal him but had the power to do it Amen. Yes. Yes. It's, it's awesome to know that the faith that he's given us has the power has the power to do the impossible Because it's God's faith, it can do that which man cannot. It can do that which is impossible to man, but to God, it's just another day at the office. I mean, just think about it. He looked out at the universe, and there was no universe. 
It was just void of anything. And he spoke words from his heart and said, light be, and then all of a sudden, here come all these sources of light. He created this entire universe, which, is, which I didn't see until I came to Colorado. Because at nighttime, back east, you can't see anything up there. There's too many lights from the city. There's too many trees. You can't see it. I came out here, and I stood on a mountain out back here, you know, six miles from here. No street lights on a, on a moonless night, and I'm seeing the Milky Way. And all he did was say words that he believed with his faith, and they were created. And you and I have that kind of faith. We have the God kind of faith. So when things look impossible, that's what that's the reason why we have his faith. Amen. Amen, yes. Now understand. Do I want to go there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is what we're going to do. I'm turning the car around. We're going somewhere else. No, I, I got to close this down. I've got a question for all y'all. That's plural for y'all. I learned that because my son lives in Alabama. I was down there all of a sudden they said, all y'all. And I go, all y'all? What's all y'all? Oh, that's just plural, Dad. Oh, okay. For y'all. For y'all. <laughs> I got a very important question to ask you, and I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there myself. Where are we at? Acts 14. Yes. I've got a question. Did you ever notice in the ministry of Jesus that he asked a lot of questions? Do you think he asked the questions because he didn't know the answer? Or was he asking questions to locate people? Amen. Come on. Jump up to verse 7. I'm in, in Acts chapter 14. So they're in Lystra. It says in verse 7, And there they, that would be the ministry team, uh, especially Paul, preached what? The gospel. What's the gospel? Jesus saves. Jesus delivers. Jesus heals. Right? There sat a certain man at Lystra. He was impotent in his feet. Verse 8. He was crippled from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Now, it says right here in verse 9 that this man, this crippled man, had faith to be healed. Now, at that point in time, was that man healed? Huh? No? Well, wait a second. How come he's not healed? He has faith to be healed. 
how can I have faith to be healed and not be healed? Nope. Well, maybe, sort of what you're saying. Activated. Understand that a person can have faith to be saved and not be saved. A person can have faith to be healed and not be healed. And the reason that is is because faith has to be released. Faith has to be acted upon. Faith can be in a dormant state. I can have a seed right here. Let's just call it a mustard seed. I could have a mustard seed here. And this seed has what? Inside of it, it has the, recre it has the creativity to create itself. But is it doing it? No, it's dormant. But if I release that creativity by planting it, watering it, feeding it, that seed has the, the, the ability within itself to recreate itself, to spring down roots, to push up a stem, to build a huge tree in which the birds can, can land because that creativity was released. And so is it with the word of God. When you and I receive faith to be healed, we have the creativity to create that healing in our body. But we must release that creativity. Amen. And we'll look at that maybe next time. Amen. Father, we want to thank you tonight for the word of God. We believe it's you speaking to us. It's you. It's you revealing your will. It's you revealing what you have for us in this life. I thank you for causing that which we hear to be a substance of faith that is sown in our heart. That we're having seeds of faith to create healing in our body just waiting to be released to create healing. We thank you for it. Help us, help us, help us not just to have faith to be healed, but to learn how to release that faith and create healing in our body. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for coming out, you guys.